This is Jets Rewind, and I'm Marty Schupack, joined by Ralph Schrager. It's Friday, October 2nd, 2020. It's 5 o'clock. We're uh, recording this uh, less than 24 hours after our game. And uh, joining us in a minute should be um, Ray Clifford from uh, Ohio. And uh, Ralph, I don't know about you, but I'm reeling from this loss. 37-28. Ray, there you are. How you doing? We just started, so we're, no we're, we're live. Sorry. Was trying to get everything going. <laughs> like, like like most Jet games, you haven't missed anything, Ray. <laughs> you didn't miss anything, yeah. Seems anyway, like we missed uh, a lot, actually. Uh, during. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm reeling, guys. I mean, 37-28. And, and I'm telling you, I don't care what it is. I, when I'm in front of that TV set, I'm rooting for this team. But and I was just telling Ralph Ray off the air that the, their turnover rate was like three nothing in favor of the Jets. They still lose thirty seven twenty eight. There's so many places to go to. I mean, in New York here, like it's a hundred percent calls about Adam Gase. But apparently, Connor Hughes reported that um, he's going to be the Jets coach for the immediate future. He said could be to the end of the year. What's your immediate reaction, Ralph, from that game? Uh, it's pretty much what I expected. I thought it would be a competitive game, <clears throat> and I kind of thought Denver might squeeze it out. I mean, that quarterback, is that his first start? Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's – he, he looked terrific until the end. He kind of imploded at the end. But, uh, you know, I, and, I, and I thought, like, both teams at certain times quit their defenses on Darnold's run, which is a great run. I'm watching these Denver guys, and they're all just jogging after him. And on the last play with Melvin Gordon, the Jet defense totally quit on that play. Oh yeah, they packed uh, it in. Ray, uh, what's, you, what's yeah. your feeling on the uh, on the game? Well, I think uh, I think uh, we had a lot of stupid penalties in the first half. We had ten penalties that were, and many of them were killers because they extended drives. Um, and not to make the referees as an excuse, but the second I heard the name Jerome Boger was the ref to, at the beginning of the game, I cringed because he is without a doubt the worst referee in the NFL. He can't, he gets replays wrong. He misinterprets rules all the time. He misses calls. Darnold's, Darnold's sack when he got slammed on his shoulder would have been a roughing the passer with any other referee in the NFL but him. I thought that ended his season. But overall – It might have, Ray, you know. Uh, right, Ralph was just saying that he might not play next game. It won't surprise me, but we got an extra time off, so who knows, maybe he'll get better faster. We'll, we'll, but. we'll have to see. I don't know. Ralph, did you hear, is he going through an MRI or what? Uh, I didn't get specifics. All I heard was that he's hurting right now, and they're going to have to decide whether uh, they want to – you know, they're going to have to commit pretty soon to who gets the reps uh, for the next game. I, I'll be surprised if he plays. I thought he definitely separated his shoulder. That was unbelievable. That was like a worldwide wrestler, Hulk Hogan type. Yeah, yeah, that was a penalty. They didn't call it. I don't know why. Uh, anyway, after the first quarter, the Jets were winning 7-3. And um, the, the highlight uh, was this run by Sam Donald. It was just unbelievable. 46 <laughs> yards. And, Ralph, I had told Ray, I said, Ray, that reminded me, there was a classic run, if you remember, Ralph, way back, Steve Young. Yeah. It was about 
right around the same yardage, between 40 and 46 yards. He, it was just fantastic. What, what was your take on that run, Ralph? It was spectacular. I mean, that's the thing about Darnold. You know, he, he's a trick-or-treat guy. He drives you crazy, and then he does spectacular stuff. And you yeah. say, well, let's give him another chance. Let's give him a few more weeks, you know. <clears throat> yeah. But uh, I find, you know, I find he's erratic. And uh, I think at a certain point, you know, in the NFL, you, you can't afford to have a quarterback who's erratic. But he, he, he does have some great skills. There's no question about it. Ray, what's your feeling? Oh, I, that that run was outstanding, and and uh, Aikman even pointed out, but I noticed that when it happened that he he actually took a split second where he was getting ready to slide and kind yes. of looked over his shoulder, and yeah. then just kept going. Yeah, but it, that was that was our feel good moment of the of the day for the most part. Um, we had so many other opportunities. What bothered me was that after that, we on the next two drives at Denver, we had the chance to stop him with. Uh, and get the ball back quickly and do something, and and they, <laughs> the penalties started piling up. Right. Well, they got a field goal after one quarter. It was seven three, and then it, this was like a typical <clears throat> jet play. It was a touchdown from uh, Ripian to uh, Judy, forty eight yards. But as you fans saw, it was right in the hands of Pierre Desire. <laughs> I I. I it was just unbelievable. It looked like he was playing a game of hot potato. Ralph. Buddy. Sometimes, I got, go ahead. <laughs> I got to tell you, when I saw that play, and I watched it on replay five times, I still can't figure out how they got a touchdown on. It reminded me of one of the most horrible jet moments in my life. In 1970, they're playing the Oakland Raiders, and it's, they're winning 13-7 to very late in the game. Delmonica's bringing Oakland down. He throws his 30-yard pass into the end zone. W.K. Hicks has got Warren Wells pinned to the back of the end zone. The ball lands in W.K. Hicks's arms. It bounces off, goes over his head, and, and tomorrow, into uh, Wells's arms. 14-13, they lose. I must have kicked three holes in the wall that day. And that's looked just like it. And I, <laughs> of course, I haven't seen anything like it since. It was, it was incredible. Ray, what was your thoughts when you saw that play? Well, at first I thought, it was a a mix of a boneheaded play by Desir and a, and a nice play by Judy until I saw the replays and I was like he didn't Judy didn't steal the ball from him the ball went right through his hands bounced off his face mask and and into <laughs> Judy's hands he right just, you know it was a gift I mean but the the uh, announcers and everybody want to give Brett Rippon uh, all these kudos for such a great game but if you really look at it he. He had one touchdown pass, three picks, and he, he looked good in the first half, but he was getting a lot of time, and guys were wide open when they pressured him. He looked rough. I thought the Jets did a lot of things like that where they could have gotten off the field or stopped him and ended up uh, ended up giving Denver either more plays or, or giving up a score. You know, the NFL has become such a fantasy-driven league, and – I had spoken to, I think, both of these about this a few years ago. Sometimes if the defenders would just tackle a running back instead of trying to uh, strip a ball, you know, he wouldn't get any gain, but they're trying to strip the ball, and the guy's gaining like three, five, seven extra yards. And sometimes you're a defensive back. You have to assume the receiver's near you. Just knock the freaking ball down. 
you don't have to intercept everyone. So many times I see guys trying to intercept and the ball's just taken away from them. It just drives me delirious. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Listen, I just want to say one thing. Ray, the uh, Rippin had two touchdown passes. He threw the one in the back of the end zone. He did. He did. Oh, and, he and did. I'm, that I'm, was a nice pass. And that, I, that, was, that was Desir, too. Desir that was a, his best pass of the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. I know. The Judy one was a touchdown, technically. That, yeah, that, that, that was an that underthrown was lucky down. play. Yeah, no yeah. question. Yeah, yeah that's right. why I was saying one yeah. touchdown. Oh, yeah, I see. That, that was a <laughs> touchdown. They um, – and by the way, Sam Fickens had some busy day, but we scored two field goals. They had two touchdowns. Halftime, it was uh, 17-13, and uh, I thought, you know, the game was just about over as usual. <laughs> really? um, and then, um, you know, a few things that I want to point out, though. Um, you know, number 93, and I – Terrell Basham. Yeah. Terrell Basham, who I, before the season, I was telling you guys, I had such big hopes for him. This guy cannot play a game without roughing the passer. <laughs> it's just the first, the first quarter he roughs him was unbelievable. And it just seemed like every time it was third down, we had a penalty in the first quarter. It was third down, and then there was a pass interference by Bless Austin. Yep. We kept extending plays, and I'm going to jump to the fourth quarter. The worst is this Queen and Williams. I thought the game was over. You know, we sacked the quarterback, mm. and I said, oh, the Jets are going to win. The flag comes down, and he's roughing the passer. Well, that was, that was, that was a, a face mask. A, oh, yeah. Yes. What, yeah. Well, well, we got to – well, <laughs> with this yeah, thing. basically, yeah, because I don't think uh, – when did the side of the helmet become the face? I, yeah, I've, I've been hard on Quinn Williams, too, but I thought that was – compared to what that guy did to Darnold was ridiculous, I yeah. think. Uh, uh, so, uh, you know, yeah. that's just jet luck, right. which so, it just happens all the time. Roughing the passer thing. in the first half, I didn't know if they were calling him for that minor helmet-to-helmet contact or for pancaking him. I don't know which, what the, the roughing the passer was. I thought that was a bad call as well. Right. Um, anyway, I'm not going to go through all the scoring. I mean, we could talk about Pierre Desir's pick six. Final was like 37-28. And um, we all saw at the end of the game, which is really discouraging. And this is where it really points that, besides all the penalties, that you really have to change the head coach. When they scored the last touchdown, I mean, he ran into a pile. Um, and uh, who was that that scored the last touchdown? It Melvin Gordon. Gordon, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 43 yards. He was stopped every which way, and he just slid out to the outside. And it's like the whole defense mailed it in. And he, if there's any reason why they should change coaches, if this is it. I mean, Ray, how much reflection is it on Gase with a lack of discipline as far as the penalties go? Well, most of the penalties were on the defensive side, so uh, <laughs> I'd say it'd be more Williams. But I, I, did, I didn't – I think part of it's a talent problem. Look, Desir just got burned all game long. Uh, 
Well, well, that's why, that's why he got missed to the tackle. On yeah, going that's why he tackle. got two interceptions. They threw to him all day long. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were picking on him all day long. Well, don't you find it fascinating that they went after him when he got a, a, an undrafted free agent who's never played before on the other side? <laughs> I found that really interesting. <laughs> it is. Just so you guys know, I, I came across these stats from uh, Next Generation Pierre Desir. Two interceptions, pick six, but allowed eight catches – for 134 yards and two, DD, yards. two TDs as the nearest yeah. defender. That's like that Keyshawn Johnson game against uh, Jacksonville in the playoffs where he did like 18 <laughs> different things, except except with the, with the zeros, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, right. All right. So anyway, Ray, you don't think because of the defense it reflects the head coach that much. I tend to differ. I think it falls under his responsibility. And, and – I've always said, I've always told you guys, I can't stand coaches that only coach one side of the ball. I hate that. No, We've but- had guys who were, I mean, Ryan's teams were getting penalized left and right for years, too, and drive your career. It was always too many men on the field and stuff like that. Uh, you know, this is a constant. I mean, it's because we've had lousy coaches all these years. That, that's, um, you're right. Uh, that's probably the reason. I don't, I, I'm not, so I tend to, throw blame on the players more. A coach can only tell you and do so much. I mean, some of that stuff is obvious. You don't, you don't do some of that stuff. Late hits, when a, when a quarterback's sliding and you hit him, how is that coaching? Not, you, you know what the rules are. Don't do it. Yeah, I know, I, but I, they, have to, they have to pay the penalty for it. I mean, no, I, I mean but, Ray, other coaches, it doesn't happen on their team. <laughs> well, they because don't they don't, they don't think it does. It, uh, maybe a, you know, you're looking yeah. at teams that are successful. I think it happens in a lot of places. And, and but as they, far as Gase, he can't handle the offense. I don't want him anywhere near the defense. <laughs> why would I ever <laughs> want him I'll to tell you well, why. If you want Trevor Lawrence, oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> See, exactly. Ralph has a good oh. point. He wants him to be coach for the rest of the year. No question. 0-16. By the way, our biggest competition is uh, in the same building, you know, the Giants. Nah, yeah, well, that would be interesting with the Giants with Daniel Jones. But, of course, they would then trade the pick, and they wouldn't trade it to the Jets, I'm sure. Right, but here's, hey. um, yeah, let me tell you my dream. Hey. I had a nightmare okay, that yeah. uh, the Jets were an 0-16, and then Trevor Lawrence decided to go back to college on the advice of Peyton Manning. <laughs> well, you know, I got to tell you, you're laughing, but I was listening to ESPN, and, you know, um, you know Greenberg, I guess it's Mike yeah, Greenberg, he's yeah. a Jet fan. Mike. Yeah. He, he even said, he said, look, if they have the number one pick, he said, why would they advise their advisors let tell uh, Trevor Lawrence to come out? Why would they just say, you don't want to play for that team, stay another year? <laughs> well, I, I think he, what he would do more likely would be pull what Elway and Eli Manning did, just yeah. tell the team, I'm not playing for you, trade me. Yeah. Uh, and I could see that happening because they're such a dysfunctional organization. It is New York, though. Maybe that would be an attraction. I don't think Trevor Lawrence wants to go back to college, though. Well, just uh, an example, uh, Justin Herbert would have been the number one pick a couple of years ago. He decided to go back because he wanted to play with his brother, who was a freshman coming in. So it could happen. Ralph, and oh, Ray, I got a question for you, Ray. Okay, here's a good question. I wrote down a Ray question. Uh, let me just find it. All right, Ray. Yeah. Do you think that Daniel Jones is faster than Sam Darnold, straight ahead speed? In a 40? I would, yeah. Uh, I would say you, no. 
But we're going to run that 46 yard or no. Okay. Do you think Josh Allen is faster? Than uh, Dan he I mean, that, that one would be to me pretty close. All right. My question to you is how come our offensive genius doesn't put in some of these RPOs, read pass options that the Giants put in for Daniel Jones and that Buffalo puts in for Josh Allen. I don't understand that. He's an incredible runner. I think it would open things up if he did that. Any thoughts, Ray? Yeah, I think Gase is a uh, is a limited offensive coordinator. He isn't that he isn't that uh, Im- impressive to me in in being uh, you know mixing things up or changing his game plan. I was writing down things we did during the game. We had we were driving and his his play call seemed to be gore gore throw a pass and and that was it we got we had the the we had the Adam Gates right there yeah saying we had the ball we got that penalty to give us a first and uh first intended like the 14 and he ran the ball to gore and he got like four yards that was okay same thing the next play, basically, for a yard. So then we have third down, and uh, and he throws it away. I, I can't remember what the pass was. It was incomplete, and uh, we end up kicking a field goal. I thought, you know, be aggressive. Do something different. Try and try and get in the end zone fast. We aren't doing anything. You didn't like the wheel play to Gore along the right sideline? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Well, yeah, that, was that the third down? Was that the third? I, no, down I don't know, but that was. He ran it twice. Nicholas, Ralph. He has. It was a pass to Crowder. They called it a first down. Then obviously it wasn't, and it took him such a long time. It was fourth down and a half yard. He goes for a field goal. I don't understand that. The team is zero and three. You have a half yard to go. Sam already had a quarterback sneak. Was that driving you crazy when you saw that? Well, that that, that gave him the lead, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, my feeling is that if he gets the first down, which he probably would, you still have to get into the end zone, which this team cannot do. So <laughs> I think they would end up kicking a shorter field goal anyway. If it was a team that was capable inside the red zone, I'd go for it. But this team is – Unbelievably pathetic. I mean, look at Sam Fickett. He scored all their points. Uh, so, no, I wasn't really annoyed with that, actually. Okay. <laughs> I, figured you, I figured you would be, though. Oh, yeah. I'm, go, I'm going nuts. I, I, yeah. If I was uh, – look, if I owned the team, I mean, he would have been off the field. I would have come down on the field. Uh, you know, guys, you know what? Our two most exciting plays were Sam Donald's punt return and the tackle by Braden Mann. On the field. Oh, yeah, that was terrific. <laughs> you saw that, Ray, right? Yeah. He's still our best rookie. Well, we missed a tackle down by where the guy fielded the punt. So so he's got one more tackle on special teams than Ashton Davis has, does, I guess. He's probably got one more than <laughs> Golston's whole career. Oh, no question about that. <laughs> yeah, but he, he missed the OTA, so that you can't blame yeah. him. Couple hey, real, of, real quick ahead, on that, ahead, uh, not – not going for it on fourth down. I, I wanted him to go for it. I think Rex and Parcells both would have. The, other re, the main reason I would have gone for it is, you're right, we probably wouldn't end up in the end zone, but we, we could have taken probably two more minutes off the clock. Yeah, that's the point. That, yeah. that, to me, was a better reason to go for it than not to. 
Um, we left him so much time, but uh, you know, it is what it is. I mean, he, he isn't willing to take any risks. Did, no, Greg, not at all. Great. Did you? What do you think of um, his clock management, Adam Gase? Did you understand what he was doing at the end of the game? Calling well, why, I didn't understand him calling timeouts when at the end, if that's what you mean, when, yeah, when it was I, like 30 seconds left. What's he doing? <laughs> I mean, the, the play, you know, the, it was almost like a, uh, a, a protest in Portland. Players <laughs> would like, you know, they were getting, go, going crazy on each other. Get them off the field. Yeah, Did I he, saw that in another game uh, over the weekend where there was like 30 seconds left, the team was down two scores, and their coach kept calling timeouts. And yeah. it was like, I told you guys, I saw Belichick call timeout. He, he was substituting to see yeah. how these guys look. But, you know, Gase, no. By the way, we had, a, uh, by the way we had a Bryce Huff sighting a couple yep. of plays. I'm going to get to that. Yeah. We're personal. Ray, go ahead. I interrupted you. What were you going to say? No, I would have gone for that, and I, I like that. What I would say, too, is though, I know, and you guys might disagree, but I was uh, kind of – pissed off at Vic Fangio for how he handled those last couple plays. They want to talk about the Jets hitting ripping, but what are you doing throwing bombs and dropping back and having your quarterback throw bombs down the field? That, that to me, I think the players <laughs> on the field were a little irritated by that. I don't think that uh, Steve Smith on the NFL Network tried to say that was all uh, Greg Williams doing. That's his DNA. That's how he is. And I don't think it was. I think it was the players on the field were going, what are you doing? You want to have them drop back? Okay, we're going to go and we're going to clobber them then, you know. They should have either knelt down, punted the ball, or, or done something I, to waste time. I heard they was upset about the way they threw down Sam Darnold when he heard a well, shot. Well, that too. And but that, that, of, yeah. that should have gotten a penalty. So There, there was a lot of talk. Talking about some of the uh, players, and we'll start with what Ralph just said. Bryce Huff, two tackles, one assist, one tackle for loss. I saw him in a couple of plays. I thought he looked really good, Ralph. What's yeah, I watched him. Uh, I saw he looked good on some plays. There were a couple of times when he tried to uh, a speed rush the left tackle, and he got he just got swallowed up. He's you know he's got stuff he's going to have to learn. He looked he just looked like he was a boy amongst men on some of them. But right, I think I he's got too. yeah. I think he I think he needs to play. I think yes. they need to see what they have with him because Mr. Zuniga uh, is uh, we don't even know if he exists. You know? <laughs> He he and he and um, uh, Mims like, he and Mims are are out golfing somewhere. <laughs> what the, what's his name? Who's Ziga? Zuniga. Zuniga. He's like he's like deep throat. The only yeah. time you could find him is if you make it like a two in the morning appointment in a garage parking garage. You know that, Ralph. How big of a bum is Chris Herndon turning out to be? Oh boy! You know I was thinking we should we should each into quarter of the season we should. Named the, the most disappointing players, and he was the first one that popped into my head. Yeah, uh, you know, I, you know, along with uh, Douglas drafting mm -hmm. linemen and a couple of wide receivers, I think he's going to have to draft a tight end too with those top those eight picks in the next two years. How come we haven't seen Wesco? I don't understand. I don't know. The other guy's no good either. Griffin, he, he uh, caught a couple, but yeah. I agree, he's not showing anything, and he's definitely um, since he had that injury, he's not the same player. It was a it was a ligament injury, uh, Ralph. I know you said it a few weeks ago. You saw some film highlights of him when he was quarterback, but I'll tell you, Jeff Smith he could play wide receiver. He ran some good routes. He looked good. Yeah, he looked pretty and, good. And Sam missed him once. Uh, yeah. Ray, what did you think of uh, Jeff Smith? He's a he was outstanding. <laughs> yeah. He, didn't he have what? What do you have? Eight catches? Yeah. He had seven catches, eighty-one yards, just behind. Um, 
Jamison Crowder, who had a 100-yard game. Um, I think he shows a lot of promise. And I'll be honest with you, until he <clears throat> went out uh, – Cager. Cager got he's, open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's getting open. Yeah, I mean, uh, Ray, yeah. They pointed out, and, and correctly, so Aikman kept saying he, he had Cager open on that play where he got slammed into the ground. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, oh. Cager was wide open. Yeah, yeah I, I think he they need yeah. to look at him more, too, yeah. They do. Yeah. He might have some, like uh, we talked about game speed, because he didn't look that fast in the preseason. No. Um, the offensive line gave up six sacks. It wasn't all their fort. No. Fault. Darnold held the ball too long for two. He and tripped on himself, yeah. yeah that was favorite player, Belage, was responsible for two. And yeah. why is he in there as a third down back? I don't he's, know. He's our one high high hurdler, 110 uh, meter. He and uh, uh, what's his name? Ashton Davis should have a high hurdle race. I think I'd like to see that. Yeah, on that last uh, on that last meaningful drive when we were trying to go down after they kicked the field goal to take the lead, he had a chance to cut the ball up the field and and try and get a first down and said he ran out of bounds was about two yards short and I think it was the next player the play after that when Sam took the sack and basically that ended the game because the next play they ran it for the touchdown. Yeah, yeah. It, if it's up to me. Um... By the way, Sam missed uh, Barrios twice, wide open. Yeah. But if it's up to me, I I play Jeff Smith and Lawrence Tager at this point instead of Chris Hogan. To be honest with you, he can't get separation. I mean, he has, oh, I, I agree, but I think Cager uh, looks like say, you're going to see you're yeah. going to see Cager for three or four weeks. Did they Did say he, that? Is he definitely? Well, I'm going by how he was laying. These there. these hamstrings are more contagious than COVID. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> you say you say the word hamstring, and all of a sudden you you kneel down. You can't. Know. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Well, listen, then uh, they're going to look at this as far as the preseason, and yeah, uh, I, I I was talking to Ray Ralph uh, a couple of weeks ago. I I think they're going to have it. I think they're going to cut it down to like either two or three games. Uh, I, th I think part of it also is these guys really couldn't work out over the winter and uh, early spring, you know, on their own. I mean, everyone was stuck in their house. Yeah. So I think that probably has an effect too, especially the young guys who don't, don't really know how to do it and they don't have personal trainers and stuff like that. Right. Um, Ray, I don't know if you saw it, but there was one play and, I, you know, you always want these young players to do well. But Lamar Jackson on a third down, he was lost. Yeah, I, I mean, well, on the uh, on the catch down the sideline, you mean? Yeah, it was supposed to be man to man, and he let the guy go, thinking it was uh, zone or that he had help yeah. on top, and and uh, that that was a huge. That was on the drive when they uh, got the field goal to take the lead, and and you know we had so many chances to stop them, and either a penalty or just poor coverage by usually Desir, but. Sometimes others just well. Um, what's he also whiffed on Melvin Gordon on that touchdown yes, run at the did. end. Um, but uh, the guy who really got saved was Marcus May on that long bomb. He must have been ten yards away from the yes. guy. And, oh, jeez. Yeah. Yep. You're absolutely right. Um, let's see. I'm just looking down my notes, and I, I'll tell you, I've seen enough of uh, McDougal. I mean, he, <laughs> yeah, he, two games, he, he's not showing anything, this guy. He's like, he's becoming like a waste. I mean, 
I don't know what they could do. I don't know. Ashton Davis, I mean, he's inactive. I don't know. Is he hurt? I, I don't know because they're playing like undrafted free agents in the defensive backfield. You'd think that they'd have some uh, reps for that guy. I mean, it's I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I want him on the field. And, Ralph, your guy, uh, he could have almost wrapped up the game. Fadakazi. Yeah. He knocked oh, the ball man. up. Yeah. Kirk he had it. Had he made a good play. That offensive line made a tremendous play. So uh, that was um, that was something. Um, okay, you know, and I have a note. There was a 36-yard pass to Crowder down the left sideline, and I think um, the announcers pointed it out. But Sam underthrew him, and this goes back to last year. If you remember, I had counted anywhere between like three and five balls where Robbie Anderson was ahead of head of the field. Yeah. And Sam, he just couldn't lay it in there. So I don't know what's going on with him. And we're going to get to him right now because I know you guys are dying to talk about next year. And I kind of think a combination of what you both said last week, Ray said he'd like to see Sam uh, at least with some sort of supporting cast. And Ralph had said, I think we should uh, trade that pick if we have it and get a bundle. And Ralph made the point that if Sam doesn't work out, we might have enough draft capital where we could pick up a quarterback a year or two down the line. I kind of think that's the way, way to go, Ralph and Ray. And um, I just want your thoughts after last night's game. Well. Ray? Um, I'm okay with – that I'm okay. Actually, to me, all options are still open. I, you know, it's not going to be something that last night's going to tell me any answers to because you, you saw both ends of the spectrum with Sam. He's definitely got to improve on some aspects of his game and he's got to improve dramatically on some of them. But I think the coach, uh, a coaching change, if you got the right guy in there, might be able to help him. But I don't know if that's enough to say not go after Trevor Lawrence, but boy, there are so many holes on this team. It's unbelievable. So <laughs> it's just one big hole. <laughs> it's, it's very tempting. So um, I, I think it's something that won't be decided till towards the end of the year. I, I don't think for sure. But um, the thing I noticed, he, he, he has to work not just on, like you were saying, dropping the ball in there on, on the deep pass, but he doesn't throw the back shoulder pass very well either, apparently. Because he missed no. that badly all game long. So yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Um, one player I I uh, didn't mention. Oh, Ralph, go ahead. Why don't you tell us your thoughts still about the? I know you want Adam well, Gates I, to remain as coach. You I, want, I, I do. I you know, do. Oh, wait, you know what would be great? I thought of. I mentioned the Giants. Is it too bad that the Giants and Jets aren't playing each other this year? Oh boy, that would be classic, huh? Wouldn't that be Who, crazy? Who's going to lay down? I mean. It, <laughs> I, I, I do uh, I do want that first pick, and I do want Lawrence. I am worried, though, that, you know, he, he might pull something, which annoys me because, you know, you look at Joe Burrow last year. I mean, Cincinnati has been the laughing stock of the league for many years, and he never blinked. Of course, he's a, an Ohio guy, so, yeah. you know, that, that probably had something to do with it. But, uh, yeah, I do want – I, I do think they have enough capital. Uh, I, I mean, it comes down to is, is Douglas can – he, can he pick the right guys? You know, he, I don't expect them to hit on every one, but he's got he's to really do a good job of that. And uh, Whether or not we get another quarterback, and I, I mean, we, we, he's got to draft well. Or oh, wait, are you, are you saying you want them to take Lawrence? Or you, Let's say – Yeah, yeah, I do. 
Oh, you do. You don't want the capital because last week you thought I thought. No, you said last Warren's week I, I said the same thing. I said they have enough capital with taking Lawrence. They'll have eight picks in the top three rounds in the, over the next two years, even with that picking of Lawrence. And I think uh, I think well, that's that's enough to uh, if they do well with the picking. But Ray's point last week, and Ray, I don't want to speak for you, was that what's the point of getting another great quarterback, talented quarterback, if you don't have anything to back him up, right, Ray? Yeah, but I think what Ralph's saying is that we can fill some of those holes with those other picks as well. And I'm not I'm not saying it's wrong. I mean I guess you know I'm hoping we have a finally have a GM who's really sharp and on the ball and, and can make some really good picks because uh if we just bring him in with what we've got to work with now it's oh it, yeah it would be disaster. a really, uh, it would be a crime but, but Marty, I wouldn't, I wouldn't compare Donald with Lawrence. I, I like things about Donald, but he, Lawrence has is, is got much more potential than, than Donald. You know, you talk about some of these underthrows and stuff like that. I really think a lot of that's mechanical. There's, I've always found something about his throwing motion that bothered me back in college, too, which at first is why I was afraid of him. Uh, I, I came around to believing in him, but I, I'm beginning to see that his mechanical problems, which are not easy to fix. Tebow could never fix his mechanical problems. Dan know. Marino didn't have the greatest for me. He just had an incredible release. It was like, wasn't really 100% over the top if you look closely at him. Yeah, but I, I just think with Donald, sometimes he doesn't step into it. Sometimes he, he, he I don't know, he just wings it sometimes. I, Boats it too much. Yeah, I, I just... Uh, but, yeah, the, the whole key, though, is getting the right coach. And this is what I want to throw out at you guys. Oh, yeah, that's the Ray, question. can they get the right coach with Joe Douglas remaining here or the right coach say, look, if you're going to get me, this is what I want, A, B, C, and D. And part of it is he wants full say on player personnel. Can they get that right person? Well, Depending on who they pick as a coach, you, you know, if it's some first timer, which is we've talked about uh, before, who I want, the enemy from uh, yeah, Eric they wouldn't give him Disney. that kind of level, right? Yeah, exactly. But if you you're talking somebody like I don't know, a, Harbaugh from uh, Michigan, Harbaugh. yeah. Why was I thinking Harbaugh? The same maybe I, I think I he's passed him. it. Yeah, I think I I, I think I, I've. I've I don't want I, I but what, you know, like I'm just saying, like if you get a Kyle Shanahan type who's who's established himself as as a guy who really can change your team's offense and stuff, even though I don't really like the guy personally, I think he's a bonehead. But if uh, if they have that, they they might give that guy some some leeway to have some say. But I don't think Joe Douglas will ever give it all up. No, and I don't want him to. Uh, no, I don't either. You know, that's it. I mean, it comes Douglas Douglas's career uh, with the Jets comes down to picking the coach and deciding what to do uh, with Darnold as quarterback. I mean, that's it. I mean, he's got to he's got to make those calls uh, and uh, that's going to decide whether he has a good, uh, good run with the Jets or not. Ralph, what do you know about this college coach, Lincoln Riley? And what do you think of him? Well, obviously, he's a great offensive coach. Uh I don't, I don't, I don't know too much about him. I watched him hang out with uh, Baker Mayfield when he was getting picked. He seemed like a nice guy, <laughs> I, right. I, you know. But uh, maybe, maybe they did for a college coach. You know, if you go for a college coach, then you know he's he. 
Douglas will keep all the power. Uh, I just, you know, I expect whatever coach he picks, he's going to let them pick their own assistants, not like McCagnan, which was so stupid. It was just, yeah. uh, just another <laughs> thing about McCagnan that was just a huge blunder. Right, yeah. Uh, Ray, are there any offense, besides Eric Bieniemy, any other coordinators or from any team? You, pick any team that you like their offense. May, you don't have to know their name. Uh, I mean, Josh McDaniel's not coming to the Jets. No, I don't like – I don't want anybody that's out <laughs> of that system. I, I, I just think if you don't have the right players for a Josh McDaniel, he, he showed he didn't have it when he had, uh, when he had Denver. Um, I can't think of any offhand because these days it's harder to tell because a lot of times the head coach is also the offensive. That's right. That, so. That's exactly why they hire them. The offense corner. They don't want them leaving. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. So they might have to dig into college. I don't know. I'll have to think of some other college coaches who have really uh, turned programs around. The guy at Florida, Dan Mullen, is very good. Uh, right. Yeah. All right. Look, uh, I think considering gonna... half our team is from Florida, which probably yeah, that's, uh... that's right. <laughs> like... And and half of that they're not even playing. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap up uh, this edition. The uh, I guess this is the Denver Broncos game review for Ralph Sharaga, uh, Ray Clifford, and Ray. What's the name of your cat? <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Anyway, Ray has a cat. We're going to have to get this. Two one. cats, and they both irritate me. Okay. So, <laughs> and Marty Shupak, this has been uh, uh, Jets Rewind. Until next time.